The following program is paid for by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 7233. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group. Contact your local branch for more information. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Gateway Mortgage Group. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour and 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 14th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions and best of all, connect you with the guests that I have in studio today. Please call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And the lineup for the show today, my first guest in studio, you can order his book on Amazon, When I Retire, The Fastest, Easiest Way to Make Your Retirement Fun, Fulfilling, and Significant. Also his book, Social Security, The Inside Story, hailed as the best book on the topic. Andy Landis, national known author, speaker, and my go-to guy on everything Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare. And also in studio, Jeff Dickinson with Remax on the Lake. Navigating, gating, and winning in today's real estate environment takes strategy. How can you be a competitive buyer in today's real estate market? And last guest in studio, Maureen Nolan, owner broker of Lakeshore Realty West. If you love wine, you'll enjoy my conversation with Maureen. We're going to talk about lifestyle properties in wine country. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call into the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now for some money chat. Money. Money. FHA reduces annual insurance premiums on mortgages, giving buyers an increase or a increase in their buying power. So Federal Housing Administration, generally known as FHA, provides mortgage insurance on loans made by FHA-approved lenders throughout the United States. It's the largest insurer of mortgages in the world, insuring over 34 million properties since its start in 1934. FHA mortgage insurance provides lenders with protection against losses as the result of homeowners defaulting on their mortgage loans. Now, the lender bears less risk because FHA will pay a claim to the lender in the event that the homeowner defaults. Exciting news has been released from the Federal Housing Administration, FHA, with improving housing market has led to the announcement that annual mortgage insurance premium, MIP, that most borrowers pay will be reduced by a quarter of a percent. Now, this reduction will expand access to mortgage credit and expect to lower the cost of housing by approximately 1 million households who are expected to purchase or refinance a home using FHA-insured financing in 2017. Now, the lower rates will be effective for most mortgages with closing disbursement dates on or after July 27, 2017. What does this mean for borrowers? It means that qualified home buyers could see a big annual savings and make it easier to get into the market. Now, the real estate market is obviously improving, and so FHA's default rate is also improving. 
improving. It is great to see the improvements with FHA instead of many increases that we experienced after the financial meltdown. The Capital Reserve Fund, which supports FHA's loans, fell below zero to a negative 1.44%, representing a negative economic value of $16.3 billion after the meltdown. Now that the market has improved and with the increase in home appreciation, FHA default rate has improved and now they're able to lower their cost to the consumer. So how does this look? Well, monthly mortgage insurance for a 3.5% down payment was 0.85% of the loan amount and is now lowered to 0.6%. 0% of the loan amount. For buyers coming in with a 5% down payment, the monthly mortgage insurance was 0.80, now lowering to 0.55. So every $100,000 in loan amount is savings of about $20 a month in the mortgage payment. More important is the increase in buying power. That's the name of the game is how can you increase your buying power to help you get into the market. So if you have a loan amount for 400000 this would save you about $80 a month and increase your buying power by about $15,000. This can make a difference in getting the home that you want, in the neighborhood you want, or in the school district that you would like to see your children be able to attend. So it's great news after all of the negative news with FHA increasing, they're bringing things back down. Now the upfront financed MIP has not changed. So that's still 1.75% of the loan amount, which is financed into the loan. Um, I look forward to seeing in the future some savings passed down to the consumer from FHA. So I'll keep you updated as more good news uh, happens. Coming up next in the Money Hour, it's a new year and it's time to start getting your taxes prepared. What about your Social Security and income tax? Andy Landon, national known author, speaker, and my go-to guy on everything Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Go where you want, when you want. With a Banner Bank Connected checking account, you can use any ATM in the world for free. That's any ATM, anywhere. Think of it as your freedom to explore. Banner Bank. Let's create tomorrow together. Unlimited surcharge rebates from non-Banner-owned U.S. ATMs. Banner Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. You bought it, but do you know how it works? We're talking Social Security, the biggest mystery in your financial blueprint. Now, move from mystery to mastery with the new book, Social Security, The Inside Story. Author Andy Landis has helped thousands of people just like you master Social Security. Hi, this is Andy Landis. You can learn more at my website. Go to www.andylandis.biz. That's andylandis.biz. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 14th show. It's a great day to talk about money. That's why I'm here with you and what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, and build a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions that you have. Call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. 
Com. I can also connect you with the guests that I have in studio today. And right now, Andy Landon's nationally known author, speaker, and my go-to guy on everything, Social Security, Medicaid, and Medica- Medicare. Today, we're going to talk about Social Security, your Social Security, and income tax. Andy, thank you so much for coming back in studio. Thank you. Great to be here. And a little bit about Andy. Uh, one of the nation's foremost authorities on Social Security and Medicare as a nationally known author, speaker, and consultant. Andy is the author of the best-selling book, Social Security, The Inside Story, called the Social Security Bible and available from Amazon. He <laughs> is a regular blogger for Wall Street Journals, Retirement Weeks, and he also appeared on the TV Fox Business News in PBS and is a frequent guest on radio, my show being one of them. And his background includes working for Social Security Administration, AARP Boeing, and his own practice, Thinking Retirement. And he lives in Seattle with Kay, Cody Dog, keyboards, camper, computers, cars, and sometimes some kids. So let's get right down to it, Andy, and talk about Social Security and income taxes. Is your Social Security payments taxable income? Uh, Good news, bad news kind of thing, Tina. Uh, You're getting your Social Security, which is good news, but it's possible that some of it is taxable. So most retirees do not pay income tax on their Social Security, but higher income retirees do pay income tax on part of their benefits, Mm -hmm. and we all want everybody to be a higher income retiree. So specifically, if your income is below 25,000 individual or 32,000 for a couple, your Social Security is not taxable, but those are pretty low thresholds. Uh-huh. And even for higher income people, at least 15% of the Social Security is tax-free, Tina. Yeah, and it's nice on the lending side. Uh, for those of my regular listeners, you know that's my expertise is mortgage. And when qualifying for a loan, you're actually able to gross that up when you're not paying taxes. So uh, very nice for helping in your home purchase or refinance. So Andy, is there a quick way to tell if Social Security is taxable? Yeah, a little bit of math. There's just two steps. First, you add up three numbers that IRS calls your combined income. You take your gross income from the income section of your tax form. Then you add in non-taxable interest income, like from muni bonds. And then the third number is your countable Social Security, which is half of your Social Security. You put those three together, gross income, non-taxable interest, plus half of Social Security. And if those are over 25,000 individual or 32,000 couple, you got to pay income tax on some of your Social Security. Got it. So does getting Social Security change the form that you're going to use to file your taxes, Andy? You know, it can. Uh, <laughs> it was a little-known fact that I learned that if you're used to the 1040EZ, uh-huh. it can't do Social Security. So kiss that one goodbye. But a 1040A or a regular 1040 will work, Tina. Okay. So where do you post your Social Security on that tax form? Well, it's in the income section on the 1040 that I'm familiar with. It's at the bottom of page one. Uh There's a little box for your Social Security. And it's one of those deals where there's two boxes. You put your Social Security amount in the left-hand box. Then IRS sends you off on a 17-step of course. Computation, yeah, to figure out whether any of that goes in the right-hand box, and that's the part that would count. So it goes right there on line 14A on the 1040A or line 20 on the 1040, Tina. Okay. And what dollar amount do you put in the Social Security box on the tax form? That part's easy because Social Security sends you a tax form, SSA 1099, 
every year, and that shows the amount to post. Tina. Okay. So let's talk about how to compute the amount that is taxable. Do we have to? Let's do it. Okay. Come on, Andy. Um, the taxable amount could be anywhere from zero to 85% of your Social Security. And to determine the exact amount, there's IRS instructions on your tax form. And basically, if your combined income, that three-part computation we did before, uh-huh. is between twenty-five and 34000 and you're an individual, then you're going to have to pay taxes on up to 50% of your Social Security. And if your combined income is over 34000 as an individual, you're going to pay taxes on the full 85% of your Social Security. For couples, a little bit higher numbers, combined income 32000 to 44000 goes up to the 50% taxable point, and if it goes over 44,000, 85% taxable. Now, the IRS instructions, like I said, send you off on a Mm 17-step computation to determine the exact amount, or do what I do. Stick it all in a computer and let the computer do the work, or take it to a a CPA. Either way, um, all the computer programs know how to do that computation. And just one more note on that. I said up to 85% could be taxable. Yes. And a lot of people say, they're going to take away 85% of my Social Security? Hold on. That Mm -hmm. just means 85% of it will be included in your taxable income and taxed at your usual rate. 15%, at least 15% is always tax-free. So I call it tax-advantaged. Okay. So what about a way to prepay the taxes for next year without getting a big hit in April? Good idea. I was just doing estimated taxes today. Um, There's two ways to avoid that big hit. One, you could just make quarterly estimated tax payments to the IRS. And a lot of retirees, that's new Uh if they're used to payroll deductions from their job. Now they might have to do quarterly estimated tax payments. Or, this is cool, you can have Social Security withhold federal taxes at any rate you say from your monthly payments. That makes uh, April a lot easier. Yeah. Okay. So where does the collected tax money go? Does the U.S. general fund? No, it's kind of cool. All that money goes back to Social Security. It goes in the Social Security Trust Fund, just like our payroll taxes do. Uh Um, And there's actually three income streams into Social Security. Payroll taxes are the big one. Uh The second biggest one are interest they get on their investments. And then a little tiny 3% of their budget comes from these income taxes on Social Security benefits. So it does get plowed back to Social Security. Nice. Yeah. So, Andy, I'd love it if you could share, hopefully, some tricks to reduce (laughs) the tax. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a financial planner or a tax guy, but I have a couple of ideas. First of all, think about what goes into that combined income. They take your gross income off your tax form Uh plus some other stuff. Well, withdrawals from a traditional IRA, which most people are living on in retirement, um, are included in deciding whether your Social Security is taxable, but withdrawals from a Roth IRA are not counted. So if you think about it, you could juggle, you could strategically juggle withdrawals from the two accounts to try to stay below those thresholds. Even if you can't stay below the 85% threshold, maybe you can keep it down to the 50% Mm -hmm. threshold and save thousands of dollars. Um, And one way that I see people doing that, even if they're higher income, is called hopscotching, where you take the money out this year Uh for two years out of your traditional IRA. The rest comes out of your Roth. Next year, you only make withdrawals up to the level that's 
that triggers Social Security taxation. The rest comes out of your Roth. So every other year you could dodge Social Security taxation, wow. even if you can't dodge it every year. So and this is why it's so important, Andy, and thank you for sharing that, to, to really have the experts behind you in all areas regarding your finances. And again, that's what this show is about. It's about bringing experts in in all areas. Um, you know, you representing this space, um, get with your CPA, your financial planner, and strategize because there's a lot of money that can be saved by understanding uh, how to utilize the uh, options out there. So where can uh, my listeners go to get more information, Andy? A couple of good places. Uh, so Social Security has an income tax page. You can either go to ssa.gov and just search for income tax. Mm-hmm. Um, the long name is ssa.gov slash planners slash taxes. So you could look there. Uh, IRS has an awesome publication that covers all of this. It's actually almost readable. Uh, IRS That's publication. Surprising. It is. <laughs> IRS publication 915-915. And I cover it in general in my book, Social Security, The Inside Story, Tina. Which you can uh, get that on Amazon. So yeah. um, I encourage I encourage my listeners to do that. Uh, Andy, what other thoughts do you have to uh, share with my listeners? Well, first of all, on the tax front, remember that only part of the Social Security is taxable. Mm-hmm. At li- For most people, it's completely tax-free. And for others... Uh, it's at least 15% tax-free, so you got to call it tax-advantaged. And I didn't yes. know, like you just said, that that can help you when mm-hmm. you're going for a home loan. Yes. That might be better to quote as an income source than, say, IRA withdrawals yeah. if you're going for the loan. Yeah, it just and there is a lot of strategy when you're preparing and know that you're you know you're going to be doing a mortgage loan. But again, then talk to your uh, your mortgage expert, which would be myself, to help strategize <laughs> to see that you really need those strategies because you may not need that additional income and it would make more sense for you to save it on your taxes. So, uh, Andy, in, in this new year and things that are happening in uh, Social Security arena, any changes or um, things that you're noticing that are happening for the new year? Yeah, there's one funny number that went up quite a bit this year. Uh, Most of the numbers around Social Security only went up a fraction of a percent, the same as the raise on the benefits. Mm -hmm. But one number really shot up, and that was the amount that higher earners pay Social Security uh, taxes on. Last year, it was 118500 Okay. where if you earn over that, you stop paying the FICA tax at that point. But this year, it jumped $9,000 to $127,200. Wow. So that might be a surprise later in the year as you approach that point. You might be thinking, hey, isn't it time to stop paying Social Security taxes? Mm-hmm. You're going to pay it a little longer this year. Got it. Got it. So um, what can you share with my listeners in... Uh, some common things that are happening where people are losing money, not understanding how things work when it comes to uh, Social Security. Had a call just today from a financial advisor. He had two clients in the office with him, and they were waiting until 70 to file for Social Security. Okay. Um, It's a little bit unusual because the gentleman in the couple is a long-term police officer. Uh So here he is, 70 years old, and he's going to keep working. And what they are overlooking is that they could have started their Social Security a little earlier. And in fact, we did some computation uh, today, and they could get a $20,000 back payment if they go back six months on their Social Security. So they've got a decision to make today where uh, the wife in the family is the higher earner and is Uh approaching 70. Gee, should I wait four more months to 70 and Mm -hmm. take it then? 
or should I take $20,000 lump sum? So no kidding. Every no, once in a while you great. run into something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, what about myths out there that you hear people say about Social Security that they just have no idea that that's not how it works? Oh, dear. There's so many. <laughs> um, first of the, probably the number one one is that a lot of people think Social Security is based on the last 10 years of work. Uh-huh. It's really based on your best 35 years of work. Yeah. So they're looking through your whole career and picking uh-huh. the the highest 35 years, which means for some people it's really good news because you could retire a little earlier with zero earnings or lower earnings, say to part-time, whatever. It usually has very little impact on the Social Security payment. Mm -hmm. So you might be keeping your nose to the grindstone to try to pump up your Social Security a little higher, and it might have a lot less impact than you think. So there's places where you can do the numbers on that um, on the Social Security website, and it might pay off. Uh, similarly, there's some. If you're in a married situation, mm-hmm. or you have an ex-spouse where you're married over ten years, there's all kinds of cool timing tricks you can still do, even after the changes in the laws a year ago. You can still do some cool timing tricks around your. Uh, when do you file for one benefit? When do you file for the other? If you're Got eligible it. for two or three different kinds of benefits, and a lot of us are, yeah, then there's some cool tricks you can do. Yeah, and last to, to wrap up my time here with you, Andy, because um, I still hear out there Social Security is going away. Yeah, I know it's not. So can you share from yes. your from your um, expert? Arr. Yeah, this gets me <laughs> upset. A lot of people think it's going away. It's broke. Um, it's yep. in the red. It's not operating in the red. It's got a, just a couple more years where it'll operate in the black, and it's mm-hmm. got $2.8 trillion of reserves to draw from. So there's a lot of time left on Social Security, as it is now. Sure. It's should It should last, as it is now, till 2034. That's almost two decades out. And after that, it has 79% of the money it has to keep operating. So look for a 20% cut in 15 years if we don't fix it. Sure. But there's lots of time. It's not about to go broke. So lots of time. Andy, thank you so much again for joining me in studio and sharing your expertise with my listeners. Thank you. Great to be here. Coming up next to the Money Hour, how can you be competitive, a competitive buyer in today's real estate market? Jeff Dickinson with Remax on the Lake right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. You bought it, but do you know how it works? We're talking Social Security, the biggest mystery in your financial blueprint. Now, move from mystery to mastery with the new book, Social Security, The Inside Story. Author Andy Landis has helped thousands of people just like you master Social Security. Hi, this is Andy Landis. You can learn more at my website. Go to www.andylandis.biz. That's andylandis.biz. Are you a woman in business or a brand that wants to help them figure out how to take their business to the next level? Do you have questions about how to effectively and safely use social media to build your brand and business? Are you ready to live your purpose out loud every single day, but not sure how to make it happen? Are you looking to start a thriving business, uncover new ideal clients, or find your dream job? Have you been trying to put your brand story together, but keep getting stuck? Deborah Trapin of D11 Consultants is a well-respected expert who speaks, writes, and consults on the topics of personal brand, digital marketing strategies, and living a fired-up life. Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting helps entrepreneurs build businesses and lives they love by attracting ideal clients with a solid brand message and simple digital marketing strategies. 
Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting is passionate about inspiring entrepreneurs to define their personal brand to build a business and life they love. Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting is excited to help you get fired up and on your way to building a successful business and life. This is Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting. To learn more about my firm, connect with me on social media, or sign up for a free consultation, please visit my website, d11consulting.com. Be sure to sign up to fire up on my email list, and you will receive a free core values exercise to get you started defining your personal brand and building a life you love. If you prefer email, send me a note at deborah at d11consulting.com. Again, to learn more about my services, connect with me on social, or sign up to fire up, visit d11consulting.com. I look forward to connecting with you soon. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 14th show. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. Uh, you can call the show at one 855 1150 to talk with the guests I have in studio or anything that you'd like to chat with uh, your host about, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. Right now in studio, Jeff Dickinson, with Remax on the Lake, being a competitive buyer in today's market. Jeff, thank you for joining me back in studio. Always great to be here and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. A little bit about Jeff. Over the years, Jeff has been involved in the development of apartments, office buildings, residential condominiums, and self-storage facilities. His real estate practice includes extensive buyer and seller representation of residential properties throughout the Puget Sound region. Jeff is also the founder and director of Remax. Home Advantage Program, one of the most successful real estate teams. The primary focus is on corporate employee representation with over 90 corporate clients, including Boeing, UW, King County, City of Seattle, and Harborview Medical Center. He has had to be the best of the best to get into corporations like this, and that's why I've invited him into studio. So, Jeff, excited to talk about uh, real estate and uh, what's happening, and to help our buyers that are listening right now, and also any sellers that are listening, to hear behind the scenes the strategies that the buyers are doing to compete and win in today's market. So, Jeff, today's home buyers um, seem to be getting even more frustrated with the real estate market. Talk a little bit about what's causing this. Yeah, there is a fair amount of frustration out there, especially in the core areas of, uh, say, Seattle and Bellevue, where, uh, you know, like if I'm on the li- uh, listing side, uh, I've got to call the 14 other uh, buyer's agents uh, to, uh, uh, you know, give them the bad news that mm-hmm. they didn't win the offer. and. So when a buyer does that over and over again, it, it can be a little bit frustrating, yeah. uh, you know, for them. So lack of inventory is the big uh, driver uh, combined with uh, uh, a lot of a lot of buyers. Um, the yes. stats are showing that we're 100,000 new housing units behind where we need yes. to be. So it's just causing this 
this real uh, th this real problem. So as I say, it's like uh, going to Nordstrom and only having two dresses to choose from versus mm -hmm. fifty or so we we had a few years ago. So yes, two dresses and one is a two and one's an eight, and you wear <laughs> right. uh, five or so four. Ex ex exactly. <laughs> so uh, Jeff, with the homebuyers need to adapt to these conditions in order to be successful. So how are you coaching? Well, I see so many unprepared buyers out there that they're just, um, they're, going, they're going out, they're going through the motions, uh, they're not fully underwritten or pre-approved, mm -hmm. so, you know, that's certainly a place to start. Two is form your home buyer team. Um, you know, get an agent that, uh, that you can work with and, and work as a team. Um, you know, don't, don't put the blame on one or the other. Just mm -hmm. uh, work together, strategize if we didn't win an offer this time around, sit down at Starbucks, uh, figure out what the dynamics were, why, why we didn't win, and what, sure. what can we do differently uh, going forward. And we, we're seeing a lot of offer review strategy being used by many of the sellers. So can you talk and explain a little bit about this? Definitely. Um, so a big, uh, a, a big strategy that's been employed the last two or three years is this offer review um, uh, uh, strategy. So um, let's take a Seattle house. Uh, uh, a seller puts the house uh, on the market on a Wednesday, does an open house on the weekend, and does an offer review of all offers uh, Monday at 6 o'clock. So um, another part of the strategy is that typically that uh, the listing price is below market yes. value just to create this frenzy. Yeah. So, uh, so at 6 o'clock on Monday, there might be 10 offers. You might get one or two offers at list price, and then usually you'll get maybe uh, one to one to four well above list price, and that's really who the seller is going to sit down and review those offers uh -huh. with. So, so Jeff, with this uh, competitive market that we're in right now, can you share some of the strategies that you're using with your buyers to win and be that winning offer? Well, one of the biggest things, if you look at it from the seller's standpoint, they want uh, the most amount of money for their for their house. So mm -hmm. that's probably the that's probably the biggest. You've got to be willing to step up to the plate and uh, and, and and pay the price. Um, two is uh, putting as large of uh, yeah. earnest money down as you can. So when a seller is reviewing these competitive offers, they're going to be looking at purchase price. They're going to be looking at your down payment. Who, who the lender is. Mm -hmm. And uh, oftentimes the winning offer is pretty compelling. It, it, it's, uh, you know, clearly in black and white in front of us, uh, you know, little little gray area. Uh, other, other things, using a local lender uh, versus an yeah. out-of-state lender, having the lender uh, call the uh, listing agent to tell how wonderful you are. And mm -hmm. Tina, you do a great job at this. Uh, Thank you. So, uh, you know, and, and not a lot of lenders do that. So... Uh, keeping your contingencies to a minimum, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're seeing financing waived, we're seeing uh, home inspection uh, waived. Um, I've, I've even seen some uh, purchase agreements that seems like half of it's all crossed out. Yes, so, it's, yeah. uh, you know, there's some real aggressive buyers out there. So with that, with the aggressive uh, buyers and uh, talking about the contingencies, so you'd mentioned earnest money, increasing your earnest money. And in a normal market, there's really not a lot of risk to that because you've got the contingencies. The earnest money is going to go directly towards uh, the cost of purchasing your home, your down payment. Uh, but now, as just you mentioned, there's so many contingencies just being crossed out and uh, waived. So do you have any concerns for buyers um, in in making these aggressive offers? And how do you 
counsel through that or get them prepared to understand what they're what they're doing with that contract yeah it, it definitely uh, it definitely requires some 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 coaching um, uh, because it is a bit scary out there to go and purchase a eight hundred thousand dollar home with yeah. uh, without the right to do a home inspection or or sewer or sewer scope so um We'll we'll do a couple things with that. Uh, uh, some of the lenders that we'll use will actually ask them to go put a letter together um, to the seller, just stating that as a condition of the loan that mm-hmm. uh, that we have to do a sewer scope. Okay, that's been that's been pretty effective. Okay, um, uh, the last uh, year that I've been employing that, um, and uh, other other times um, we're uh, we're just going to have to. Um, Either do a pre-inspection on it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just find some way if the if the buyer just needs to have that, um, you know, contingency satisfied. Makes um, sense. Yeah. So, Jeff, we talked about the higher down payment, and you know, it's frustrating on the on the mortgage side. It's you know, you kind of you have to adapt uh, to the market, obviously. Uh, but you know, financially, especially with the rates being so low, you know, people that have that kind of money to put in the larger down payments, it just doesn't make as much sense financially because of the money that they could actually earn and compound and grow. So it's it's limiting, you know, the community the options that they're having as far as what makes sense because you want their offer to be strong. But what about the low down payment buyers? They don't have any options. I mean, they need to take advantage of the FHA loan, a three and a half percent down payment. And then that's a whole nother conversation in dealing with an FHA buyer versus conventional, uh, not as competitive there. So how are you helping those buyers win? You know, it, it is pretty tough for a VA or uh, an FHA buyer, but um, I, I am seeing them win some 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 uh-huh. offers. Um, probably the biggest thing is uh, that uh, writing that personal letter to the seller, going on to Facebook, going on to LinkedIn, and getting to uh, getting an understanding of who that seller is. They might have some commonality. Maybe they're both Boeing engineers. Uh, they may be nurses at the University of Washington. Uh-huh. That 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 goes a long ways, um, especially if you're up against another offer. Uh, another similar offer, let's say, let's say in price, um, uh, oftentimes that uh, personal letter to the seller will will win. Okay. So, Jeff, with the, uh, the sellers really looking, obviously, at the highest price and what they're going to be able to net and take away, how does a buyer justify their offer price so that they're not overpaying for that house? I mean, I know a lot of buyers are just going in and they know they're overpaying for the house. They just yeah. want to get the house and they're willing to overpay but where's the how are they justifying well yeah you have to have a buyer you have to be in that uh, right frame of mind to overpay are you going to live in the house for 10 years you know Uh what are you going to do with it Um, does it need extensive remodeling which we're seeing a lot of uh, right right at the moment sellers are getting away with murder Um, but um, I think sitting down with your agent having your agent do a, a, a market analysis and giving you a range of where this house should should be it's not a tell all but uh, it helps. Yeah. So let's go back to contingencies. You talked about uh, waiving uh, inspection contingency, maybe, uh, you know, with being able to do a pre-inspection. What about finance uh, contingency? What are you seeing? Are majority of your buyers waiving their finance contingency or no? It really depends on where we are. If we're in uh, Puyallup or Auburn or Marysville, Uh that finance contingency is still hanging in there. Okay. But uh, if we're in Seattle and Bellevue, you're waiving everything. So, yeah, yeah finance, uh, um, appraisal even, yes. home inspection. So, I know. So yeah. some of the crazy things I'm seeing is, you know, 
thirty, forty thousand dollar earnest money, yep. waiving finance contingency, willing to pay, you know, fifty, seventy five thousand over what the value of the home comes back in. Yeah, if they're lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's craziness. Um, so, Jeff, talk a little bit about um, your amazing corporate program. And for um, somebody that a, a buyer that's listening to the show, because you've got a lot of great benefits. Um, what can they do to get their corporate on your corporate program? Well, we're always looking for uh, companies, especially those uh, that have uh, 50 to 1,000 employees to come on board our Home Mm -hmm. Advantage uh, program. So there's some nice discounts uh, for buying and selling real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the uh, uh, part of our program is the the Boeing contract. So Boeing employees actually get up to 1% rebate or reduction in listing fees. So it's it's a huge benefit. We assist about a thousand Boeing employees throughout the Puget Sound every yeah. year, so it's a it's a big program. Well, that's great, Jeff. So, uh, anything last to uh, share with anybody that's listening that's thinking of buying and selling in this uh, our new year here? I know it's crazy. It is crazy. I was going to say our coming new year, but we're in it. <laughs> we're in it. We're in it. We're in it. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I, you know, uh, out of necessity for my own buyers, I put together what I call a buyer competitive offer menu, and it's uh-huh. a, a two or three page uh, um, a piece I would love to share with your listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they could call in and, and we could uh, send them a PDF copy of the, of the worksheet. So. Thank you, Jeff. My pleasure. Well, I, I appreciate you coming uh, coming back into studio, and um, thanks for uh, sharing your expertise with our listeners and all the hard work you're doing out there in our local market selling real estate. Thank you so much, Tina. Coming up next on The Money Hour, do you love wine? Well, we're going to talk lifestyle properties in wine country. Maureen Nolan, owner, broker of Lakeshore Royalty West, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, after this short break. Are you on a tight budget? An Old Republic Home Protection Plan protects your budget from unexpected and expensive system and appliance breakdowns. You pay a reasonable trade call fee for service on covered items. Old Republic has been shaping the home warranty industry since 1974. They have built an outstanding reputation on providing dependable caring service you can rely on. Hi, this is Gene Roberts with Old Republic Home Protection. Please give me a call today to learn more about our home warranty product or to order protection for your own house. Call 1-800-282-7131. Again, that's 1-800-282-7131. And my extension is 1329. Go where you want, when you want. With a Banner Bank Connected checking account, you can use any ATM in the world for free. That's any ATM, anywhere. Think of it as your freedom to explore. Banner Bank. Let's create tomorrow together. Unlimited surcharge rebates from non-banner-owned U.S. ATMs. Banner Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. 
Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 14th show. I bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in all of our local market, everything on money. I'm here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 1- 855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com in studio right now. Maureen Nolan, owner, broker of Lakeshore Realty West. And we're going to be talking about lifestyle properties in wine country. Very excited. And actually, uh, we're going to do some wine touring uh, together with a few other girlfriend realtors coming up here. So excited about that. So Maureen, thank you so much for uh, coming into studio. Thank you for having me. And Maureen has over 25 years, um, specialized in residential, new construction and land, and member of the NW Independent Brokers Association, and is, again, the broker owner of Lakeshore Realty West LLC. So, Maureen, what is, what's a lifestyle property? It sounds so amazing. <laughs> you know, it is a term that's kind of thrown around with those luxury properties, and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to give some deference to the challenges everybody has out there trying to buy properties. So this is quite decadent that Uh we are talking about, quote unquote, lifestyle properties. Um, But I I do think it's a term that can um, be given to any property, really. Um, And and it really is a a lifestyle that you define. So it's something that is a personal um, attribute and a personal way that you want to live. And it can be, you know, a luxury home. Uh, or it can be, you know, your condo in the middle of the city. So yes. um, it, it's just really your own personal um, interest. And sometimes it's directed by hobbies that you might participate in. Uh, you so know, it might be golfing, buying your golfing, home on the golf course. Uh-huh. Horse property, equestrian uh-huh. property is a yeah. good example. And uh, the obvious here is waterfront, you know, living on the water sure. is always fantastic. So um, so that that, I think, qualifies as what... Uh, lifestyle property would be. So wine country, what defines wine country lifestyle other than just drinking wine? (laughs) Well, that's a big part of it. (laughs) It is a big part of it. (laughs) Um, For all you desperate buyers out there, you know, you might want to head to wine country. But uh, so uh, wine country, uh, and and I um, will have to admit, I by default ended up in wine country out in Woodenville Uh um, many years ago. So uh, it, it, I think it's defined more by agriculture. Uh, it's, okay. it's more rural. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's, we have wine that's mostly grown over on eastern Washington, but we definitely have wine that happens out here yes. in western Washington. Uh-huh. And so I think the people that uh, really pursue a wine country lifestyle uh, and are actually into the wine part of it mm-hmm. are maybe hobbyist winemakers and I'm actually seeing people who are kind of hobbyist farmers, like they want a gentleman farm. They want to have the chickens, the goats. Yeah. And so foodies. Okay. You know, I would say people, anybody can be. Yeah. Know, enjoy wine country, I think. So <laughs> most wine grapes are grown over in eastern Washington, as you mentioned. So where do you find wine country in western Washington? Well, we know the obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be Woodenville. Woodenville. <laughs> And, and that is a lot of wineries right there. A lot the, of wineries, yes. over a hundred now, which is amazing, quite frankly. And that's where uh, we're going to be doing our wine tour. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where else would you go in Western Washington? Exactly. Um, and though, as I say that, um, so Woodenville started it 
to some extent, in 1970s, St. Mm-hmm. Michelle opened. Yeah. And that is kind of the premier place to go to. And it is a very fun experience if you've not been to just go to St. Michelle. And uh, they do fantastic visitor tours and mm-hmm. you can taste wine and they'll give you the history. They, they are uh, Eastern Washington. That's where they source their grapes. Okay. And most of their production happens over in Eastern Washington. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, Bainbridge Island actually has played a big role in Western Washington uh, wine country, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, there was a very, uh, I, I, I'm going to call him eccentric um, and geeky individual who mm-hmm. um, pursued the Puget Sound AVA. And um, beer, beer, um he he is no longer with us, but he um, was somebody who was a scientist and a climatologist and uh, was very committed to having people understand the terroir and uh, where grapes grow are unique to uh, the soils and the environment and um, and also that other foods and things that grow in that environment are uh-huh. very compatible. So it's very much that European uh, theory. So AVA. Yes. Um, AVA stands for American Viticulture Area. Okay. And it is something that um, the federal government uh, uh, people can submit to have an AVA approved. Okay. And this is a defined area that has boundaries and um, unique soils and a unique environment mm-hmm. to where wine grapes grow. Okay. Kind of a sense of place um, and unique to that particular region. So we in Washington have 14 of these AVAs. Okay. So, yeah. um, Maureen, what, uh, what's the current median price for homes in Woodenville wine country? The median price currently is about um, nine fifty. Okay. Yeah, and at at a low though, you can the entry level you can find something in four hundred. Really, so four twenty five. So how's the how's the market in? I mean, you are you seeing a, a lot of multiple and competitive? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. no no difference. So and I'm I'm the Woodenville Wine Country. I'm actually referring to one specific neighborhood that's uh-huh. kind of known to be in that you know coveted wine territory called Hollywood Hill, and it's just a little area made up of fourteen hundred homes. Okay. And so just in this little area, you can expand. That search and, and you'll have different price points. So okay, but that would be wouldn't build a large area. That would be your recommended area. Yeah, that's kind of the, for the wine country. Wine country. Got it. <laughs> so that's where all the action is. Any yeah. wineries that you can recommend in Woodenville? Uh, yeah, there's some. Um, actually, of my neighbors, I can hi- highly recommend Hollywood Hill Vineyards. Uh, is a very fun um, hobbyist kind of winery. So they're the only commercial winery. Uh-huh. Um, where they're commercially growing grapes. And they are big fans of the Puget Sound AVA. So you'll get a good mix of Western wa- grapes that grow in Western, Western Washington. Uh-huh. They also source from Eastern Washington. So it's a fun uh, place to go because you're seeing um, wine produced, grown and produced right uh-huh. there. Uh, and then their neighbor, Adam Bench. So this will bring you into that neighborhood of Hollywood Hill. Okay. These two wineries are there. Uh, the other one that I can highly recommend is J.M. Sellers. These are very kind of unique to Woodenville off off the beaten path of St. Michelle. Uh-huh. Uh, J.M. Sellers is a really fun little venue, beautiful piece of property. Uh, production used to happen there. I think they're so big now they've taken it off site. But uh, another fun, it, it used to be a home, um, and they've expanded it to be this winery. Okay, nice. 
So you mentioned Bainbridge uh, being another uh, area for uh, wine country. What's the median home price uh, there, Maureen? Uh, so the median home price is seven ninety or about seven forty, uh-huh. seven fifty, somewhere in there. Yep. So same competitive market that we're that you're extremely seeing? competitive. Yeah. Yep. yep, same thing. Entry level there, bigger territory. I've covered the whole island uh-huh. as far as that median price. And entry level there is about 155, uh, 200. Okay. What about recommended uh, winery in uh, Bainbridge? Well, they really only have seven. So uh, actually, they might have eight right now. But um, so I, I would recommend taking a weekend, take a little boat ride, uh-huh. and go to all of them. Yeah. Um, but Bainbridge Island Vineyards is uh, a really unique experience because they, it's kind of where it all started as far as the Puget Sound EVA. You're going to taste wines that are. Uh, made with different grapes mm-hmm. um, than you would get over in Woodenville, for example. And it's also kind of a fun experience because you're going to see the vineyard. So this is where grower production stuff happens. Okay. And so uh, Perennial Vintners is another one. Mm-hmm. And then A Million Win Winery is one. They've won a lot of awards and a, a nice place to go to. So. And, you know, this is just a, an example, uh, Maureen, that ex- especially when you're looking at real estate, because it is a lifestyle. You are purchasing um, a, a home in an area that you want to be in, and um, hopefully you can afford that home in the area you want to be in. But it's it's important to work with a, a role tour that understands that market and right. really share some of the passions that you do. So can you can speak the same language. It can really, you know, help in navigate through that process. Right. Um, you know, so I think that's just really important. You don't see a lot of uh, role tours that are really focused in, in target in um, certain clients that they, they work with. So I just think that's great. Uh, what else is, is happening in, you know, let's talk about finance a little bit. That's what I do. Yes. Uh, what financing are you recommending for your buyers that are buying in wine country? Well, um, it, it's the same strategy uh-huh. that you will have to employ, whether you're looking at a property in the city uh-huh. um, or out here at Bellevue, Kirkland, uh, you know, having a really good, strong team. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that team is your lender. Yep. And uh, so is your host, Tina Mitchell, Tina Mitchell, (laughs) Uh, I can guarantee you any listing I have. If Uh I see Tina Mitchell as the lender, Mm -hmm. I will give a lot of preference to Mm -hmm. that and Mm -hmm. encourage my sellers to because that's part of our challenge as realtors is uh, we work very hard, uh, you know, to find those properties and get those deals done. And there's nothing worse than having a something happened in the financing. Yes. So, um, and employing that strategy where you have a very good team, you've got all your ducks in a row. Yeah. You've, uh, you're pre-approved, have a strong strategy with your lender Mm -hmm. to successfully close the transaction is what it's all about. Yeah. And on that note, I, I will, you know, mention, I've uh, mentioned it before in studio, but um, on the financing side, I've got two guarantees that I do that have really, really, I'm, I'm always my over two decades doing mortgages, looking at, you know, constantly adjusting to the way I'm doing business to accommodate to whatever the market that we're in. Yep. And this is a crazy market uh, for buyers. And so how do you be more competitive and, and you know, to step up, the, uh, step up on the financing side, I would, you know, I would ask what type of guarantee 
guarantee that your lender has on that financing going through. And, you know, Jeff talked earlier about pre-approval. You know, you see these pre-approval letters come over and they're not pre-approved. You know, you've got these new rocket mortgage things that are coming out with some one of the big some of the big lenders uh, will adapt uh, eventually as well, making it a lot easier for buyers to get financing, uh, making the easier process for them, meaning they're just putting their documents in and doing their online loan application. But nobody's looking at that. So it's not going to get looked at until it goes and hits underwriting. The issues come up because there's always that disclosure that everything's getting re-verified and checked to make sure that it's um, it's accurate information. So I can see that being devastating. Um, so just ask yourself if you had a $5,000 financing guarantee and it wasn't dependent on the buyer's financing in something they did, meaning losing their job, incurring new debt, credit score dropping, funds to close coming from an unacceptable source. If they do something to jeopardize their financing, and there's a $5,000 seller guarantee to that, it's powerful. Yes. So that's, you know, that's yeah. what, that's how I'm helping my buyers win out in that multiple offer scenario. Yep. What, what are you um, uh, doing, Maureen, as, as well in helping your buyers navigate through the process and just um, communicating with them upfront in, in how to prepare for this market? It's, uh, you know, it's challenging for the sellers, uh, not to say when you have a very competitive market like this and, um, even though you you think buyers are falling over themselves to uh-huh. to purchase a home or a listing, uh, there's there's a lot of things that happen. Um, so obviously the house preparation, uh, what needs to take place there is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but in receiving the offers and reviewing offers, that's really the critical part. And that financing addendum, mm-hmm. trust me, every listing agent knows. Uh, who can close a transaction and who can't. Yes. We, we have enough experience with lenders to know who can get it done. Mm-hmm. So um, I do counsel sellers uh, before we go on the market on all those critical pieces yeah, so that and, they're prepared. And I'm glad that you brought that up because everybody thinks the challenges are with the buyers right now. There are challenges yeah, when you same. have all these offers and yeah. how do you choose? So really um, uh, going through everything with the seller and what areas are important and what have higher risk that are going to cause issues because um, yep. ultimately, like you said, you want that deal to close. Yep. So um, uh, strategies that you're, you're working with your seller, let's talk about price a little bit because I know that the biggest challenge uh, for sellers and the yep. biggest mistake that they can make is not pricing their home right and even in this great market yes. if it's not priced right it 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 will sit on the market uh-huh. uh, so a strategy I'm employing with uh, luxury homes or higher-end homes uh, especially over a million dollars that may be unique and let's say it qualifies as a lifestyle property uh-huh. I'm actually having them appraise the property uh, so that okay. there's no question marks yeah, uh, wow. for them, and that's actually more for them, mm-hmm. and and that's helpful um, to once we get into the place of negotiating. Yes, they're very confident; they know the value of their home. We also know then that it can get financed; that we're not going to have any hiccups uh, when it goes through uh, an appraiser yeah. and uh, an underwriter. And believe it or not, even in this market, uh, especially with the higher end homes, I'm seeing. Uh, appraisals. I had one that came in fifteen thousand low. Yeah, on a pre-appraised property. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so it it can still happen that you have an appraisal problem. And I would imagine in wine country or these lifestyle homes that don't, the issue really can be comps because not a lot They're of unique. properties are yes. Yeah. So that's interesting because we've heard a pre-inspection, you right. know, where the seller is doing a, a pre-inspection on the home. And yep. it's it's kind of it's interesting being on the other side uh, and interviewing uh, agents because there is a different um, 
belief on whether pre-inspection you should or you should not, because I hear right. a lot of different things right. around that. But um, so this is kind of, it's, yeah. it's taking it a step up and doing a pre-appraisal. Love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do encourage them, especially with a luxury home, you mm-hmm. might have extra outbuildings and, you, you know, you might have wells, you have different things, you have septic tanks. I tell them to get everything inspected yes. um, prior to going onto the market and do a pre-inspection. As yeah. I'm, I'm one of those agents. Just, again, no surprises, mostly for the seller. Yes. Yeah. And a few shows ago, I had an appraiser come in and, and talked with him, and it was really interesting in all the, the advice and how to really package and prepare for that appraiser to come. Because as an agent, you guys are doing all of that work anyways right. to prepare your seller on... Uh, what, how to, what to list it for and to prepare your buyer on what to pay. So why not come together and get that and, and bring it in for the appraiser? Because it was amazing uh, conversation to hear yeah. uh, how much that can make a difference. So Maureen, well, thank you so much well, for uh, joining me in studio. Always and fun. look forward <laughs> to seeing you soon for a yeah. wine tour. Excellent. Look forward to it. And this is your host <laughs> and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. And I look forward to talking more money with you next Saturday, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. The preceding program was paid for by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 7233. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group. Contact your local branch for more information.